Welcome to Mediation Today, a program brought to you by Vesnatsa Tichanin, a Canberra lawyer and mediator. Every episode introduces an experienced Australian mediator to talk about mediation training, development, ethics and practice. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the ACT land, the Ngunnawal people. Dear listeners, I'm excited to introduce to you my guest in mediation today, our lawyer and mediator, Cassandra Kalpaxis. Good morning, Cassandra, and thank you so much for being my guest in mediation today. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you today. Cassandra is a multi-award winning director and principal solicitor of Kalpaxis Legal PTYLTD in Sydney. She practices in family law, and more specifically, surrogacy law. Cassandra is the director of an innovative and holistic dispute resolution hub, namely Dispute Resolution Centre Australia. With a strong community and heart-centred purpose, Cassandra is a leader in her community, donating her expertise and coordinating multiple fundraisers and donations to local charities supporting women's organisations and most recently Parramatta Women's Shelter in New South Wales, Australia, is only one side of the activities where we see Cassandra involved. The past 15 years have seen Cassandra's career in the legal industry flourish. Colpaxis Legal, Simply Sargas and Dispute Resolution Centre Australia are passionate about saving families precious time and money by providing the best tool set to move forward. But let us start with asking you about your professional background, Cassandra. How did you become a collaboratively trained professional and mediator? I have been in the legal industry for a very long time. I started out as a paralegal and worked my way up basically to the principal lawyer. And when I started my own firm, particularly focusing on family law, I became really frustrated with the way that traditional family law was being practiced and I thought that it was time that I truly did something that aligned with my values as who I am as a person and the experience that I wanted to offer my client which was so very different to the experience I could offer through the traditional family law model. So I started looking into training myself into the area of family dispute resolution and mediation and also collaborative law and that's where I really found my passion and I found my drive to want to be able to offer that type of service to my clients. Your LinkedIn profile states that you have a strong belief that divorce is best served by amicable resolution. Please, Cassandra, Tell us a little bit more about that. How does it all work together as a mixture? It's a really good question. So in my day-to-day life, when I'm acting in my capacity as a family lawyer, um, my skill set behind my mediation training and also my collaborative training really allows me to get to the centre of conflict that my clients might be experiencing. And it also allows me to navigate the conflict that sometimes exists between the lawyers in a matter. So knowing what I know about 
staying in an amicable space for the sake of the children and also trying to be able to transition clients through a separation with a really kind approach really allows me to best deal with the issues that my clients are facing and triage them in a very different way than what I would without the training that I have in being a collaborative family lawyer. And to give you an example of what that might look like, um, it's very rare these days, quite sadly, that practitioners might pick up the phone and speak to each other about a matter that's arisen in the context of a separation. But that's really something that we do at the outset as collaboratively trained professionals is that we actually pick up the phone and we triage those issues early and we discuss them and collectively together we try to reach a resolution for the sake of our clients. So I think that that's a really important thing that um, most collaborative professionals are really proud to offer. Do people who you are providing services to, that type of service, do they recognize the value that you are offering? I definitely think so because a lot of the clients who come to see me really source me out because of the fact that we identify what we do differently and Mm -hmm. they really do have a deep understanding of what a traditional separation might look like through the narrative that is offered through that traditional type lens as compared to what we do. And they're also generally people who are really committed to being child-focused and really committed to staying out of that court process. And as part of what I do as a collaborative family lawyer is I really give my clients the tools that they need to be able to steer their separation alongside of me. So it's not just me that's in the driver's seat. We're doing this together as a team. And that gives them a better understanding of all of the things that go back into the background of a collaborative separation. Mm. And and it's interesting that you mentioned that you or your practice and your way of doing divorce uh, attracts people who who see value in that approach. Uh, Again, a a slightly different question. Do you think that people are more and more open to that kind of um, relationship resolution? Yes, I definitely think more and more people are and it's for a number of reasons that people are coming to that but I think it's the knowledge and the education that is available to people now around how children cope when their parents are being separated. They have more insight into their behaviour as a separated adult and how that can also impact on their separation. Um, We're seeing more and more the delays that are available to people who want to go down the court process where they're needing to spend years of their lives trying to seek a resolution in the court process um, and they're always looking to be able to get value in other ways which might be quicker, more efficient and more triaged and unique to their own family circumstances instead of utilising that one-size-fits-all approach because we know that families are unique. And we know that that approach often does not do the family a good, significant justice. In fact, most people feel aggrieved by that traditional lens. And those are the elements in your book titled Dignified Divorce. Tell us, please, what made you 
write a book of that character? A lot of people who were coming to see me um, in my practice were people who were not yet separated. And they were people who had said to me, I've been in this space of wanting to get information and wanting to see a lawyer for at least 12 months and for many people, you know, a significant period of time outside of that. But they couldn't bring themselves to come in to see a lawyer for various reasons. And another thing that I was hearing from people is I simply couldn't afford to be able to come in and get that advice at that point in time. So in order to be able to give people what they needed, to be able to get the information out there without needing to step foot in to see a lawyer, and also to be able to give it to people at an affordable price point is really what motivated me to do that. And finally, I think the most important thing is we know the research around early intervention in separation. We know that couples who get early intervention are most likely not to be the people who end up in the court process because the right professionals have been able to enter into the process early on and guide the parties along the pathway of really working towards that common goal, which is separating but without any type of damage being done further than what had already been done during the marriage and minimising the conflict as much as possible. Mm. Uh, Cassandra, where could people find a copy of that book? Uh, The easiest place to go is to my website, which is Calpactus Legal. And if you head to the shop, there's a link there where you can purchase the book and we just get that right out to you. So um, during COVID, I can honestly say that a lot of people have been reaching out to that resource and it speaks volumes to the amount of people who are probably stuck at home with somebody who they've been thinking about separating from, but this lockdown hasn't really done much to be able to further that type of relationship. Thank you for that information. But what you just mentioned about COVID, uh, and I really don't want to focus on that, but I'm sure that you can see the impact of those various lockdowns and yourself is, uh, you are at the moment in lockdown in Sydney. So it must be a really challenging period in many people's lives, is it? Most definitely. We know the statistics around um, the incidence of domestic violence last year during covid We know that there were a number of um, people who were getting separated and there was a significant spike in divorce inquiries during that period of time. This is a period that places unnatural stresses on relationships that are already being tested. So um, it certainly is quite an overwhelming, anxious period for many people and you can understand the need for these resources to be available to them so that when we do eventually get out of lockdown, that they are ready to take that next step. Cassandra, let me now mention something close to many of our listeners' heart, surrogacy. You say that you are not only passionate about surrogacy, but you bring your own lived experience with trying to conceive and you navigate that uh, issue into the uh, service you provide to your clients. What services do you offer to both surrogates and intended parents? Please talk to us about that. Yeah, so through my lived experience, um, I was able to basically create a business that spoke to the journey of creating a life through alternate means. 
for intended parents, what that looks like is being able to come in and see a lawyer and have all of the issues around surrogacy explained very transparently because the surrogacy industry is filled with people who have affiliations overseas and have intentions and they might be placed with more financial than it is about, you know, creating a life. So we really just transparently give information about domestic surrogacy, international surrogacy, what that process looks like, and we arm our clients with as much information as possible so that they can make informed decisions. Um, We offer tailor-made packages around either of those options, whichever you go with, and then we make the process really simple so that all you need to do is to go and collate the documents that we need to be able to get you either a parentage order or potentially be in a situation where we're monitoring what is going to be a citizenship application later on. There is an array of uh, legal, ethical, emotional, all sorts of issues. How do you and your team in your practice deal with that and manage it? For us, it's um, no secret that practicing in surrogacy is definitely an emotionally charged area of law. But all of my team are people who are invested in being able to give people the opportunity to create a life. And we are very transparent about the process. The surrogates who come to work with my office are generally people who are doing it because they are willing to help out another family, a couple, a single person who really has a desire to become a parent and that person has the opportunity to do that for them. So there is a myriad of ethical issues with surrogacy that exist overseas and um, you know they are definitely well placed. But within my practice, I've had the pleasure of working with aunts, sisters, mothers, cousins, sister-in-laws who have all stepped forward to say, I can see the journey that you've been on. I can see the heartbreak associated with trying to create a life through what we deem as the traditional means to do so. And I'm going to step in to fulfil that goal for you. And that's been an absolute pleasure for us and that's really what fuels our desire to continue practising in surrogacy. It must be so fulfilling for you to see a successful outcome. It really is beautiful. Um, I've had the absolute privilege of being involved in creating a life from the very, very outset to the moment where we were documenting this plan to be able to have a baby come into the world and then witnessing these children be born, turn two, go to school. Um, It is an absolute blessing and it's a privilege to work in this area. So obviously people stay in touch with you even after the service has been provided. Most definitely. Um, Our clients in our surrogacy space really do become like family. We get to come along with them during the most intimate periods of their lives. They come to see us in a position where most often they've given up on the process of becoming parents. And the bond that is formed as a result of being able to assist them in that journey really can't be placed into words. But many, many of our clients stay in touch and that's been really, really beautiful to be able to have that connection. 
and I was just about to say that is really beautiful but you've used that word it is extraordinary Cassandra I can see that that there is real life practice of that collaborative approach to everything you do and having those ongoing relationships with clients is not is only one side and you also have many and multiple relationships within the network in which you operate how, how do you manage to do all of that when, when do you squeeze it all in <laughs> that's a very good question <laughs> um i feel like the last time i properly slept was 2012 but i have two children to thank for that not my workload it really is about getting the right team on board. It really is about learning to take on the work that you find fulfilling. And then it's not really a job, it's a passion. And when you're doing something passionately, it's almost like that secondhand nature kicks in. So for me, I have really been rewarded by the way that I've been practicing over the last few years. Because for a long time, it felt like a labor. It felt really laborious. I was very tired. I always thought about getting out of the law. And now, for me, it's really just something that I look forward to. And it happens effortlessly. What would you say through all these various and rich experiences in numerous professional fields, I would say, somehow distinctive fields, how do you know when you that you are successful? I think success is defined uniquely to all of us. And for a long time, and I think as a very young lawyer, the definition of success to me looks like the lawyer who was going into court, grabbing her suitcase, appearing every day and arguing every legal point that ever existed. And as I've gotten older and I've become a parent, success to me really sits behind happiness. It's about being able to know that I'm happy in what I do, that I create happiness for the people whose lives that I touch, that I'm able to fulfill them in ways that doesn't necessarily fit with that materialistic um, ideology that many of us have in the corporate world, but that I've been able to create for them a pathway where they feel content, they feel uplifted, and they feel as if they have been supported. So if I'm feeling like that every day or most days, that makes me feel successful. Cassandra, that is a beautiful description of success. You take pride in what you're doing. I can feel that through the words that you are saying to us. You say also, um, I've read it about you, that you are compassionate, that you have integrity and transparency, and you talked about all of those in our interview. Is there anything special that you would like to say for the end of our conversation today? I think the thing that really brings me the most joy is that this type of amicable separation is becoming more and more frequently talked about. And this traditional narrative around separation being really bitter and acrimonious is finally starting to fade into the background. So I encourage everyone who is listening to your fabulous radio program to really consider the words and the language that they use when they're talking about separation so that we will eventually get to the stage 
where separating amicably is considered the norm. And that will only benefit the generation that is coming up now, the new generation of children, and it will also benefit each other and it will spread kindness. So I hope that is the one thing that people can take away from that today. Wouldn't it be a wonderful world? Absolutely. Dear listeners, this was Cassandra Kalpaxis. Cassandra, thank you for being my guest in this episode of Mediation Today. And I'd like to catch up again, if at all possible. Absolutely. It's my absolute pleasure to be here with everyone today. And thank you for the opportunity to talk about the things that I love most. Dear listeners, my name is Vesna Cjetićanin and I've spoken to Cassandra Kalpaxis. Goodbye.